Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not gonna lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. What's up, Sheetheads? Ryan Satin here, once again from my living room. It feels weird saying Sheetheads since I had to refrain from saying that for so long uh, because there was another podcast that was already using it when I first launched this website and this podcast. But after years of not being allowed to say that, they finally gave me the permission since they rarely do shows anymore. And I've been meaning to bring it back, but... uh, I have not had a chance yet 
now felt like the right time since uh, I'm producing the show, similarly to how I used to produce the show when I first started it. Uh, I hope you're all uh, staying sane out there in your quarantines. Uh, I know I'm doing my best over here. Uh, I'm doing my best by doing these live Instagram videos and uh, these YouTube live streams, trying to get better with doing more of that while stuck here in quarantine, especially since I didn't get to put Wrestling Sheet Radio out as usual this week. But Jamie Iovine and myself did sit down together last night via Instagram Live and chatted about everything going on in the world of professional wrestling right now, at least over the past few days. We talked about uh, the Exalted Ones reveal. We talked about uh, the changes to WrestleMania. We talked about uh, a bunch of things. So enough with this intro. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Everybody, turn up the volume, and let's talk some sheet. All right, let's get this started, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, an Instagram live version of Wrestling Sheet Radio with just Jamie, Ivine, and myself, stuck in our self-quarantines. Doing it, uh, uh, a much more DIY version of the show. Jamie, how you feeling over there in self-quarantine? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, damn, Ryan, that actually makes, like, I actually kind of want to go crack open one of the Bud Light seltzers I just bought at Target because I haven't go. tried it yet. <laughs> oh, you! after all this time, you still haven't tried it yet? The, the world got in the way, Ryan. Go grab one. Go 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 grab one. Go grab one. I'm gonna go, go grab, grab one. Go grab one. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, someone on Twitter said to me that I look like a Mexican Scott Dawson, which cracked me up. Uh, really hope to hear y'all opinions on a June WrestleMania in Madison Square Garden. We actually, if you want to hear my opinions on it, I actually went into much more detail about that. Uh, I posted it on. It's in the YouTube channel for Wrestling Street, and it's in the podcast feed. I did like a Q&A type thing uh, yesterday, and I, I talked about uh, the circumstances related to that. Uh, so if you want to hear me talk about that, go check that out. Uh, this one's only going to be a quick 30-minute session where we talk about uh, some of the stuff that happened on Dynamite that I want to talk about. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, AEW having backstage protocols last night relating to coronavirus. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the shit I got on Twitter over the past uh, 12 hours. Oh, there we go. Which flavor did you start it off with? Black cherry. The black cherry anything is great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, MRE Project, it's the last thing in the podcast feed. You'll see it. It's a live stream Q&A with me. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the fact that they're uh, not going to have Battle Royals at WrestleMania and that they're going to be taping multiple weeks uh, worth of shows over the next several days at the WWE Performance Center. But let's kick it off now that you got your Bud Light Seltzer over there, Jamie. Let's get right into it. Uh, I want to talk about uh, – first, I want to talk about WWE uh, splitting WrestleMania into two nights. Uh, it's being split uh, into two nights on April 4th and April 5th now uh, from the WWE Performance Center, but also – from multiple locations, apparently, that are going to be filmed off-site, not just at the WWE Performance Center. Um, and all of them are going to have, you know, essential personnel only, closed-set locations. Uh, what did you think about that announcement? The key phrase that I that got me excited 
is um, off-site. That got me interested because uh, because I was like at first, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm looking forward to having content on WrestleMania weekend. I'm looking forward to it personally. And um, when they said off-site, that led me to that led me back to like you know. Even though he's not part of the company anymore, you know, Hardy compound matches or Hollywood backlot brawls, you know, with Goldust and Piper. I think, you know, if they find some cool place to shoot, like, the the Edge and Orton match, like, that would be really tight. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitting. No, like, that's, that's 100% the thought process that came to mind to me as well. Uh, I, I felt the exact same way. I was like, when I saw off-site, episode uh, matches i was like oh there's so much you can do there like and especially because you know you essentially could send out just the two guys and a and like two camera guys and get good shots of stuff you could even send in a drone so that it's far away or whatever and you get cool cinematic looking things in some different area 100 i also had the matt hardy thing in mind um i when i saw it i was like man of course, this happens right after Matt Hardy leaves WWE and signs with AEW because like this would have been perfect for to, to utilize Matt Hardy. I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, even though I don't think this was the original intent because it the world did happen, but like you know, Vince, he's not beyond like saying, "Hey, now we have these things," you know, like after a person complains about them and leaves. <laughs> but I'm not saying that's I am not saying that's the reason because obviously no. there's circumstances. But. Yeah, no, of, of course, of course. You know, I tweeted. You, I, I know you've been busy doing uh moving stuff over there, but uh, did you see my pitch for an idea for a WrestleMania match that I tweeted? I did not see it. No. Uh, so because I had the same idea in mind of some kind of like cinematic match outdoors, you know, some, something something out of the ordinary. Um, I, I, I tweeted saying I want to see uh, Brock Lesnar refuse to wrestle for no oh, fans at the Performance that. Center. I did see that. Of course I saw it. I commented on it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duh, I forgot. We talked about it. Duh. Um, yeah. I, 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 and Brock Lesnar, so for those of you who didn't see it, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar refuses to come to the Performance Center to wrestle, defend his title at the measly Performance Center. He's not a trainee. and. <laughs> And then, and then uh, Drew McIntyre goes and has to find him hunting in the woods somewhere at his farm, something like My that. My mind, I'm thinking Full Metal Jacket with Char- with Charlie Sheen and uh, was it Charlie Sheen or was it his brother? Uh, God, it's been so long since I've seen that no, movie. No, it wasn't Charlie Sheen. It was no, you're thinking. Not, not, tra- uh, the, 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 wait, are you thinking of his dad? Who no, Apocalypse in... Now. I'm sorry, Apocalypse, Apocalypse now. now. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was his dad. And then so. Drew McIntyre is whichever Sheen, and Brock can be um, fucking. I'm spacing. But you're talking about the scene where he comes up from the wall, like from under the water yeah, or and, whatever, uh, and he's got like Marlon all the face Brando. paint on. Marlon okay, yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, no. And people are people are asking. Yes, this is actually pretty good. It doesn't taste that different, honestly, than White Claw. I don't know how really you could expand upon the formula of Spike Seltzer, you know, but it is good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I have had both of them now. I had those after I decided they're to not, not get different. them for your book. They're not that different, but something about these White Claws, man, something about them, they're better. They're, I don't I know, know what I it gotta is. Side with, you know, I got to side with Bud Light. This is my, that's my team right there. <laughs> your team, Team Bud Light? All day, you know that. 
I know you're a big fan of Bud Light. I know. But, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. You know, on the back of White Claws, it says that they're crafted using their unique brew pure process. Uh, and I feel like there's something special about that whole brew pure the process because they're good. <laughs> I have the ones from that special, like, new uh, variety pack part two that has the watermelon in it and stuff. Um, and it's pretty good. I got to say, I think the watermelon is the best flavor of all of these seltzers. It's quality flavor. It's quality flavor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so split in two nights. Um, I'm super stoked about that uh, just because I think well, – well, I shouldn't say I'm super stoked about that. I would have been super stoked about that a You're week intrigued. ago. You're intrigued. I'm intrigued by the idea of that based on the given circumstances, which I think are very important right now. You know, um, to me, like, I, you know – I, I got I'm just gonna get into it because I saw I got so I got like I, Jamie I literally got like I want to say at least 1500 angry tweets over the past uh, I don't know 12 hours or so uh, I guess 24 hours now almost uh, over my tweet last night where I talked about uh, how it felt like aew was kind of like disregarding everything going on in the world right now during dynamite last night did you see my tweet that i'm referring to by chance i mean no but me and you have already had um disagreeing opinions on this whole thing because yeah we have i mean at the end of the day whether or not you're right or wrong we know what kind of shitty situation a lot i mean not everybody but a lot of us know what shitty situation we're in right now we're looking for escapes right now and i'm not saying this was your intention but we do we are trying to forget for a little bit at least yep and absolutely that and that is added, bringing us back to reality, which unfortunately we have to live in reality. But at the same time, I can understand why people would just be like, let us have this, you know? But again, yeah. Have to be safe. Yeah. So here's what I said, just so for context wise I said, I realized AEW had wrestlers sit ringside tonight to enhance the wrestling with no crowd. But how did most of those people classify as essential personnel? Uh, should AEW be risking public health to have talent sit in the arena as fans, especially older guys like Tully and Jake Roberts? Uh, the government has been telling people gatherings should have as few people as possible with six feet of social distancing if you can. Starting the show saying don't live in a prison of fear, having an audience sit closely with each other, and booking a lumberjack match sends a bad message, in my opinion. Um, and it does. You know, I, I you know, if it had just been the promo, like, I probably wouldn't have said anything because I get that, you know? Like, I get just wanting to not be scared to live your life. Um, I think it was the having the audience sit closely to each other that bothered me, you know? To having, you know, the wrestlers all sitting around uh, used as fans because they couldn't have actual fans in the crowd. I think, to me, like, that was the thing that got me was because, you know, even you said when you were at the store the other day and there was an elderly woman there, and people were encroaching past that whole six feet of social distance thing. Um, she got mad, you know? And I realized, like, this is a new thing. And, like, I don't like change. People don't like change. Nobody likes change. Like, change sucks, you know? But it's a thing that's happening that's, like, really happening rapidly. And, and so I am trying this whole, you know, to, to adhere to all this social distancing stuff. And I'm really trying to believe what the scientists and the experts that I see on TV talking about. And they're just saying, like, 
this isn't a forever thing. Like, we're not saying you can never sit next to your friends anymore. We're asking you to stay inside for a month so that it's only one month and this gets handled and it doesn't become a year, you know? And so that's the thing to me that I, I, I get frustrated by. I mean, even when I go out in public, I, like, I, I, you know, when I go out in public, I go to get in the elevator and, like, there's somebody already in there and I'm like, no, I'll take, I'll take the next one, you know, like I'll take the next one because I don't want to like do, I'm trying this whole social distancing thing out, you know, even my dad, you know, like my dad was going to go to work because that's what people do. Like, that's what you do when you have a job, you go to work, you know, especially that generation, you know, and I had to be like, after me trying hard to be like nice about it, be like, okay, cool. Well, if you go to work, just make sure that your will is in order because like, I just want to make sure that like everything was handled for that. And it was like, oh, okay. Like you had to take it there. Like, okay, well, if you're, if you're going to take it there, like I'll, 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 I'll handle it, you know? And so he's, he's not going into work now and things have, uh, have, 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 uh, you know, I'm happy for that, but it's not just about wrestling. Like I felt this way about the spring break people. I felt this way about when I'm just walking around every day. Well, the spring break thing is just insanity. The spring break That's thing is so frustrating. And yeah. you're a partier, well, so I'm glad that you're kids, on that. That clip is viral now. So if you think any of those kids feels great right now, you're out of your mind. They feel like they feel like idiots right now. That mm. shit is everywhere. That clip is everywhere. I mean, they're definitely looked at as like the dumbest people in America right now. So uh, I, 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 I'm sure they don't love it. Although you know one or two of them loved the fact that they went viral. Like you know they loved it. Um, so Probably. I also, I will say, you know, regardless of how I felt, cause I felt like the whole social distancing thing that I'm referring to is just like, mainly like during the matches and I get it. They wanted to, you know, they heard, they saw the WWE shows that tried to call me in the middle of that. Sorry about that. Uh, that, that were affected that the, the, they saw the WWE shows that were affected by the fact that there was no audience. And they clearly wanted to try and combat that a little bit. And I'm not even against that. I just wish they had all been standing six feet apart. Like, it's not that hard for everyone to be standing far apart from each other. Like, they still could have done the exact same thing, just standing far apart. And they did not need Tully or uh, Jake the Snake to be there. Even if they wanted Tully to be there for AEW Dark, for Sean Spears' match later, whatever, still, he can stand six feet apart from everybody for the most part. For the most part, you know? Um, Two-thirds of the commentary team. <laughs> yeah, I, JR, like, didn't need to be sitting close to people the whole show. It's just, I, 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 and I get it. Okay, so here's the other thing I saw everyone say. Well, why didn't you say anything about Jerry Lawler? I was bothered by Jerry Lawler. I was sitting there, when I saw Jerry Lawler on Raw, I was sitting there with Erica, and I literally said to her, hmm, that's I, that's peculiar. And I looked up to see how old Jerry Lawler was, and I was like, that doesn't seem like a smart decision at all. But at least, as un, as, as even if I didn't think it was smart, I didn't go say anything about it because they left before, um, you know, Jerry Lawler left the ring before the show continued, after, like, the first segment. He just and did the intro. Call, yeah. He just did the intro, and then he was, you know, I'm sure – they were doing the social distancing thing because WWE is trying to do that from what I hear. 
Um, so I, I didn't think it was like a big deal because I was like, whatever, if he wants to be dumb, he wants to be dumb. I felt like it was a bad message on AEW's part because it was the whole show. It was, it was Cody saying, don't live in a prison of fear. It was, it was all the wrestlers being ringside, standing side by side next to old people. Even someone like Jake, the snake Roberts, who has a history of illness. I, I, like, I, 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 that confused me. And then they announce a lumberjack match when the whole thing is like to not gather in groups. And so that bothered me. Like all that bothered me. So that's why I said something, but I realized that you're not on that same tip, but I do want to hear your thoughts. Cause I know you are a huge broken Matt Hardy fan. So what'd you think about his AEW debut last night? I, I really liked it. Um, the, uh, the flying in of Vanguard. God, I mean, Anytime I see anybody pilot a drone like that, and I'm just like, that's, like, I can't do that. Like, I've tried drones. Those are hard. Like, like the way they had that shit land perfectly square in the ring, I was like, that's impressive. Like, whoever did that. But, um. Actually, real fast, to, just to interrupt you, uh, to answer what A.J. Brooks here is saying in the chat. Well, it's not A.J. Brooks, but that's the name they use. A.J. Brooks 2020. Um, I said, well, I mean, if they're being tested and they get results and it's negative, it's fine. I should mention that they did have uh, backstage protocols in regards to coronavirus that they were vigilant about, from what I'm told. Uh, not only uh, did they do the same thing that WWE is doing and testing people uh, by a team of physicians to make sure they're healthy when they came in, um, but backstage, I'm told, they were only allowed to go in waves of people in order to not be like group you know, gathering in groups and catering uh, in the ring before the show when they wanted to go over their matches uh, in the promo area and stuff like that. So I will give them props for doing that as well. But it was not coronavirus testing. You don't know. It's possible to be a carrier of coronavirus and have zero symptoms based on what all the medical experts are saying. And coronavirus results take a couple days. Take a couple days. um, And you may not feel anything, but you could give it to someone who has a weakened immune system or is elderly, and they could die from it. So that's why I say that. That's why I said it was a public health risk. And it wouldn't be a fucking bummer if after everything he's been through that we lost Jake to the coronavirus. Like, that would be a fucking bummer. Exactly. Especially just so that there'd be some extra cheers in the crowd. And and that's why I said that. Continue about Matt Hardy, though. Because, yeah, I agree. Um, the, the drone thing. It's funny, you know, I, did you watch, have you, you haven't really been watching the Free to Delete series, right? The, the Free to Delete? Yes, I have. You have been watching them? Did you, did you watch yeah. it when he released it last night? I didn't see the most recent one, no. I didn't see okay. the most, I saw everything up until that one. So, see, I still think that Matt, I still think that Matt, this new version of Matt, is involved with the Dark Order still. And that's why he was making all the teases and stuff, where he yeah, knew what was I up mean, with the, he knew what was up with the exalted one because he's involved with the, the dark order. He's yeah, just not I mean, the exalted we're gonna one. To, we're going to get to Brody Lee in a minute, I'm sure. But like yeah. when they did debut him, I was just at the back of my head. I'm just like, okay, I'm not upset with that. I'm cool with Brody Lee being the, uh, the exalted one, but I hope that all the, uh, the, the potential red herrings are not for red herring's sake. For you not, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I thought I, I'm hoping it's the same thing because you know Tony Khan said that he knew where the Dark Order was going. Obviously, in a press conference recently, 
and a media scrum or whatever. And that they, that basically the Dark Order was going to be some big evil organization. And so I'm hoping that Matt is still part of this supposed evil organization in some way because <laughs> he's, he's on got, the board. <laughs> and he's, he's, that's kind of what I was thinking. He's got the and he's got the red streak now in his hair. And so for those of you like Jamie who didn't watch the last Free the Delete thing, so basically what happened is after Brody Lee got uh, revealed as the Exalted One, which I also loved. I thought that was fantastic. I love the video they did. Uh, even the little dig at Vince McMahon was fun. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. I, 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 the video looked cool. He had a cool. He, he had an interesting look, I'll say, um, with the new coat and the, the the weird overall thing that he was rocking. Dude, I gotta be honest. It looked like something Matt Hardy would wear. That's see, that's all of this seems like things Matt Hardy would do, which is why I, I, I think. What I think is going to happen is that Matt Hardy is going to turn on the elite in the Blood and Guts match. He's going to be the one that turns on them. Because what you watch him, basically, like the Bucks helped him out and they super kicked Zenith out of his body. So that way he could be re- have a rebirth. And now he's been rebirthed as the second coming of, of Broken Matt, which is now uh, inhabited by a new entity known as Damascus. And we don't know much about Damascus. But the new episode of Freeze So basically, Brody Lee gets revealed last night on, on Dynamite. And literally right after, Matt Hardy puts out the new episode of Freeze the Delete. And it's, it's him waking up as this new version of Matt with the red streak. And then Senor ben, talking to Senor Benjamin for a second. And then basically he tells Senor, but he wakes up out of like the thing and he tells Senor Benjamin to go get Ryzen, that guy he had fought. And then Ryzen comes in and he basically tells Ryzen to kneel for him or whatever, you know, and Ryzen's like, fuck off. And he does like the whole thing where he, he eats the guy's face or whatever again, you know, and he has the blood all over his face or whatever. And then he becomes like whole again and he comes one with, with, with Vanguard one and him and Vanguard one have a full reunion again. And then he tells Vanguard one to take him to Arcadia and Vanguard one goes flying off. And that was how it ended. And I was like, what the, where was this? Why did he wait to do that right after the dark order thing? Like, what did this have to do with AEW? And that's why they had then the drone fly in for anyone who watched free to delete during the show or whatever. So uh, I loved it. I, I love all that shit Matt Hardy does. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I dig it. Um, I like what they did. And so, yeah, I really liked everything they did with Matt Hardy and the exalted one, Brody Lee. I still think they're going to intersect, though. I think Matt Hardy turns on the elite. I think that's what happens. He seems evil now. He's got a red streak, not a white streak. Evil people have the red streak, right? But then what – then, well, then... The dark, then where would his place in the Dark Order be? The actual leader. Oh, man. I'd feel bad if I was Brody Lee in that case. <laughs> like, damn, I'm a fucking minion again? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, you make a fair point on that one. You make a fair point on that one. Maybe, like, a partner with you. He's more of a partner as opposed to a... As opposed to I'd be so again. mad. I'd be so mad. Like, I, God, I'm going to be a fucking, like, like Bebop or Rocksteady again. 
Um, yeah, I think that, you know, do you think that him being involved in the Dark Order makes it so he might not be maybe a main event player right away? Or what's up, dart, uh, dart, dart in the shot now? I like it. No, I, no. I, if anything, it puts him right in it, in my opinion. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, again, but it, it it really depends on whatever happens with this uh, with Matt Hardy. I mean, like if they do kind of switch it, and then Matt Hardy does become the focal point of the uh, of the of the Dark Order, then I, I, then he's going right back down to the mid card. Honestly, I mean, like, what's what's the point? You know. Yeah. I, I love that that tweet or that re- reply right there. Always a bebop, never a krang. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. Also, let's talk about uh, regarding WrestleMania. Um, the fact that um, you know, I, I, I see this is I, I had put down the lumberjack match, and this is exactly why. You know, WWE or sorry, AEW announced that there was going to be a lumberjack on the next episode of Dynamite. Well, on the other hand, WWE announced this today, or at least confirmed uh, when I reached out to them about it, that they're not going to be doing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year uh, and the Women's Battle Royal this year due to the fact that they're trying to limit as many people gathering as possible because of the coronavirus. And hey, do- credit to Zack Ryder. He had a really funny response to your post. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? There are some times where I... Sometimes, not always, but sometimes when I'm tweeting, especially second quarantine, uh, where I'm baiting a little bit, I guess, and I 100% tweeted that thinking, if Zack Ryder sees this, he's going to have a good response to this, because I know he follows me, and I I just knew it. I just knew it. In my mind, I was like, Zack Ryder's bored in quarantine, like everyone else. He's gonna ha- he'll have a good comment. To this. And I didn't, I'm not like I sent him to him or anything, but in my mind, I just knew. I just knew. And sure enough, like an hour later, I saw like Matt Cardona reply, and I'm like, ah, I knew he was it. Matt Ryder. Zach Ryder Dennis, came through. Matt Ryder, 2020's Dennis Stamp. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up, dude. This, the Dennis Stamp thing. Oh, so good. So good. Um, you know what? The right thing to do. I, I realize that, uh, you know, you this is the match where a lot of people get on the card because of it, uh, but the right thing to do. It, it needed to be – it was it was it needed to be done. I mean, you can't – it would have – the optics of that would have just been infuriating. Here we go. How about this? Well, not for the um, – not for the uh, – the uh, Under the Giant Battle Royal, but for the Lumberjack. A ring of – a ring surrounded by iPads. Everybody's on FaceTime. <laughs> but how do they push them back in? They just oh, yell at them. They what push about them this? back in with their insults. What about this? What if it's American Gladiators style almost where they just get like joust kind of a thing so that they're still doing social distancing but they're all far away so if someone goes out of the ring, they just start getting fucking hit like with one of those. Or the ring is surrounded by Robot Wars robots. That's, and I don't know. I know never... Tony Khan's a billionaire, but I don't know if that. You don't remember that show, Robot Wars? When they when they have them in the dome and then they're yeah, like, and they like yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So this way they're far away, 
and nobody wants to get out because they're full because usually those things have like razor blades and shit so like they're not going to want to get outside of the ring so we'll get back in honestly and, like i <laughs> i i'm gonna sound so stupid for saying this but like i i honestly think that they could do the dumbest fucking programming like like let's say okay so I'll, actually i'm gonna get into this first i'm gonna set this up so i can explain why i'm saying this but additionally uh, it's being reported by post wrestling uh that and i've heard this similar from sources that wwe brought everyone most of you know the people that are needed for wrestlemania to florida to, to orlando and they're filming the next few weeks of programming at the wwe performance center um to get it out of the way i'm guessing because there's fear that just like la county everyone's going to be told to self-quarantine like the safer in place yeah, thing in and they might not don't... yeah and they, they, may, they might not be able to do it you know yeah, and in case so... you guys don't know but la has imposed um shelter what, what is it called no they called it I, it's why i said the same thing because they changed it for out here it's uh it's safer at home i want to say it's called. safer, it's, it's well, safer basically, at home. basically it's it making it illegal to be a dumbass so <laughs> It is. <laughs> I know. I just like the, I like the announcement. Didn't read. It, in the announcement, the mayor basically said he was like, "Listen, like this isn't going to affect people who are actually already doing this. Like it's just going to get like people like, no, you need to be here." <laughs> when he said that, Eric and I looked at him. We were like, "Yeah, that's exactly what we've been doing. Like we've been doing what we were told. Damn it! Like no, I yeah, but but if that happens." likely that then they wouldn't be able to do WrestleMania. So I understand the whole multiple locations thing uh, and and everything, because from what it seems like, they're going to film the next few weeks of programming and possibly start filming WrestleMania already, get it out of the way, and, and, and then let everyone self-quarantine back home, feel better, and then stay home with their families after that. And then... And, and, reassess the situation once WrestleMania time comes around and we see what's going on in the world still at that point. Uh, But what I was going to say is like, let's say they decide to take some kind of break. I would soon be cool with just like internet videos like this that are obviously better quality that they air of just superstars talking to each other about something or giving their thoughts on everything going on, things going on, or Xavier Woods putting some of his YouTube videos on, on WWE programming instead or things like that. Like there's so much content and cool stuff they could make remotely as well that, that I would love to see them do that. I would really like somebody to just go. I mean, this is really what I'm really shocked about. And um, this is, I mean, maybe this is just their, like their quality or content control is that this is their time to shine on the network. This is their time. Like, if they ever wanted to get more subscribers, now is the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean... They should have like, a daily show on there. Someone just talking. Like, someone. Or even, like, something really... Put No Holds Barred on the network for 30 days or something. You know, also like... a great idea. I but, saw they released Saturday, WCW Saturday Night right when all this went down. And also, that, just, I'm looking forward to that documentary this weekend. Uh, that that I think it's untold on um, Dennis Rodman and WCW should be cool. That'd be good. I enjoyed the Bret Hart uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, uh, show, but it more so just because um, 
Brett was just firing off on the hip at everybody. <laughs> he, loves, is, he loves shitting on Goldberg. He loves it. And, like, even though nobody brought it up. He was like, all right, we're going to wrap it up. But wait, I have something to say about Goldberg. <laughs> like, uh, he literally go, like, Austin was like, all right, do you have anything you got to plug? And then he was like, well, I fuck Goldberg first off. <laughs> Um, uh, I did not watch NXT yet. I saw that it wasn't like it wasn't like new new content yet, so I'm gonna watch. No, it's it a variety show. Yeah, it was just a doc a documentary on on a few different things, so I'm gonna watch that tonight. Uh, to answer another question in there that I saw, um, as far as Raw and SmackDown at well Raw after Mania, um, I don't know if they're doing SmackDown after Mania since the Friday, but Raw the technical Raw after Mania or whatever, um. No, I, I I could see that in theory not being a thing that happens. Like I don't think there will be big debuts the night after WrestleMania and stuff. No, I don't I don't see that happening. I really don't. Um, I, yeah, I, I really don't. Um, okay, Jamie, I think we covered everything here. Is there anything that I missed here that we didn't get to talk about? Anything on your mind? Mm, no, not that I can really think of. Yeah, I feel like we covered it all. Uh, where can people follow you on social media? Follow me on Instagram. I mean, you can see where I'm at. I mean, you can, it's pretty easy to follow me if you're on here, but J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E or on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. <laughs> and obviously, if you're here, you know my Instagram handle as well. But I'm also at Ryan Satin on Twitter. It's at Wrestling Sheet on social media as well. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Uh, you can check us out on the podcast feed. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. It's also uh, We've also got a YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. I did uh, a live stream there yesterday where I took a bunch of questions for an hour uh, on all sorts of topics, uh, everything from all this coronavirus stuff going on to um, just, just every different topic. We talked for an hour, so uh, go make sure you check that out as well. It's in the podcast feed if you just want to listen to it, but it's also on the YouTube channel as well. Um, all right, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. 
Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 